gonna need a bigger boat. No. I am your father. I'm gonna make him an offer, Captain. Life was like a box of chocolates. Wax on, wax off. I see dead people. Here's Johnny. He's a liar. You can't handle the truth. Good morning, Vietnam. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Get away from her, you bitch. It was free pizza. Free fucking pizza. It just shows up at my fucking door. Cinematic review. Hi and welcome to Cinematic Leap, a movie podcast where we apply six degrees of Kevin Bacon style process to select our next movie. Each week we will watch a movie, provide our review, then take a cinematic leap by selecting an actor, director, crew member within this pod's movie to choose our next movie. As always, I am joined by my two wonderful co-hosts, Michael Thompson. Who's there? And Glenn Greening. I'm a good person. I made a mistake. We can forget this ever happened. Please, please. <laughs> Haven't you ever made a mistake? I have made a mistake. <laughs> oh, Glenn, well done. Uh, nice work. Uh, very good. Gentlemen, how are we? Good. Yes. You know, a weekend uh, away. Like, you know, checked out meat stock. Oh, very there was good. barbecues, lots of smelling meats. Yep. Um, flavors. Nice. Also, watch a good movie. <laughs> Um, Shazam, you know, Fury of the Gods. Um, that was very entertaining. I really enjoyed that. No mention of this movie yet, Michael? Or we'll, do, we'll just wait, will we? Or... Um, I mean, I've got a joke if you want. Knock, knock. Knock, knock? No, yeah, no, you, that, knock, knock. Who's there? Uh, there are. There are. Who? There are at least 40 Keanu Reeves movies built, um, better than Knock, Knock, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. Oh. They don't know what they're talking about half the time. They... Critics aren't critics aren't always right, Michael. Oh, I got another one. Oh. Knock knock. <laughs> Who's there? Uh, Audi. Audi who? Audience scores for Knock Knock are lower than the critic scores, which means that definitely there are definitely more than forty Keanu Reeves films better than this one. <laughs> they're not even names like Knock Knock jokes. Aren't supposed to be just like the first start of a sentence. They're supposed to be like a name. <laughs> I, had to, I had to make them up. I can, yeah. you know. These are original knock-knock jokes. Oh, they're original. Very good. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. We've got I didn't a... have a ghostwriter, Glenn. You know, I had to do this all myself. <laughs> oh, God, we've gone crazy. All right. So as, well, Michael alluded to, we are doing the 2015 erotic psychological thriller, Knock Knock, directed by Eli Roth, stars Keanu Reeves, Lorenza Izzo and Anna Diamas. Co-stars Aaron Burns, Ignacia Alamund, and Colleen Camp. Had a budget of ten million, made a whopping six point three million. Uh, plus Jesus. plus four ninety nine because I rented it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they probably got fifteen. <laughs> they got oh, just God. under fifteen dollars out of our podcast. Ah, um, <laughs> uh, for you guys maybe. <laughs> I didn't pay for it. Oh, oh. Michael owns it, no doubt. Smart. Yeah. Oh God, no. Um, and as Michael alluded to before, wasn't well received generally, both by critics and the audience. So it had an average IMDb rating of 4.9 out of Generous. 10. Rotten Tomatoes had an average of 5.3 out of 10 and Metacritic 53 out of 100. Um, so, Michael, you chose The Leaper, which was Keanu. I did. Yes. Uh, I, like, you know, in, in volleyball parlance, I, I put up the perfect set, you know, it's like, yep, Glenn, you could spike this down. You'll be able to smash it. We'll win. You know, we can go to all these great movies. But somehow he's done something weird with the spike and it's actually bounced off the net back into all our faces. <laughs> so, yeah, Keanu had so much potential. And that's why I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Glenn, you got to choose the movie. Um from having Keanu as a leaper with so many great Keanu movies out there. Yes. Why did you choose Knock Knock? Well, I could have chosen Point Break, which is probably my favourite Keanu movie. Um, mm -hmm. But for me, this podcast isn't about picking movies that will score high. It's more about picking movies that will lead to an interesting discussion or picking, mm -hmm. or picking movies that you guys, one or both of you guys haven't seen. So... I thought this time I'll take the opportunity to make you watch something that I think is kind of fun. And 
also um, just I think it's a more interesting discussion than how many people have talked about Point Break or John Wick or The Matrix or whatever else, everyone. But I watched this movie a little while ago and I remember thinking about that it was you know quite crazy and seeing a lot of bad reviews about it and I just thought, I wonder if anyone enjoyed this. And I actually looked up podcasts and for this movie and I, I couldn't really find anything and I thought, why don't we do one? Um, and then if anyone else out there... <laughs> If anyone else you know Googles this this movie in a podcast, you know, in Spotify or something, maybe they they'll come across us. Yeah, maybe they'll be drawn to cinema. Well, mate, I mean, Glenn, I do want it noted. I would have loved to be in one of those other groups that kind of talked about the Matrix or Point Break. Well, that's been so, done. Yeah. It's been done so much. Like, <laughs> it's been done. It has. You, know? you do love a home invasion movie, Glenn. <laughs> Yeah. You, Home Alone is you, great. Um, Home Alone is one of the best. Home Alone, you recommended a, a Christmas movie, uh, Better Watch Out. It was. Yep. Um, which I did, and that was a home, effectively a home invasion movie, and that was um, that was different. Yes. So you do seem to like this genre. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I like most about this, but we'll get to that when we get to the you know favorite scene, and so I'll hold on to that. All right. Mm. So obviously, uh, neither me, myself, or Michael had seen it. Michael, what were your thoughts when Glenn chose <laughs> Knock Knock? Other um, than, other than, why the fuck uh, wouldn't he have picked John Wick or, you know, Point Break, Constantine, or, or Point Break, or Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, um, Devil's Advocate, John Wick, Devil's Advocate, Matrix, Sweet November, <laughs> Sweet November. Really? I would have gone there. Where do you? Trying no. to talk him out of going to Sweet Night. Yes, I mean I have regrets now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So what I thought is like, um, oh, I'll watch the trailer, and no, I, I had not seen watch it. The trailer. Yeah, and that's the thing. Glenn said, "Don't watch the trailer." I go, you know, what? I didn't watch the trailer. I thought, okay, well, I'll not watch the trailer. Um, it's probably for the best. I probably would have maybe fudged the podcast. <laughs> what? No. Um, look, I hadn't seen this, and, and again, I'm just like, oh, there's so many good movies, Glenn, just sitting there waiting for us to grab movies that we'd all that we all enjoyed. But you chose this, which was something that I hadn't seen, and um, I, I listened I mean, to you. I didn't read anything about it. I didn't watch the trailer. I went in fresh, um, which was yeah, which was good. It, yeah, you sort of go in really with a clean slate and it's actually quite nice going, where is this going to take me? What sort of ride is this going to take me on? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A slow build. And what a, yeah. And what a ride it was, <laughs> So, which we'll discuss yeah. further as we go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so without further ado, Michael, play the trailer. I will, reluctantly. <laughs> Chocolate with sprinkles. Everybody packed? Yeah. I love you. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Who's there? Yes? We're so sorry to bother you, sir. My phone got wet and she left hers at her house. Well, if you guys want, you can come in and use my phone. Guys, I have your clothes. They're pretty much dry. Surprise! I can't do this. I'm married. Happily. Yes, you can. Hey, it's all a secret. Just relax and enjoy it. Very bad boy, Evan. Look what I found. That's my daughter's. You take that off. You like how it fits me, Daddy? What do you want? I want to play hide and seek. 30 seconds. You leave the house, I shoot. Help me! This is what happens when you break the rules of the game, Evan. to help you. I let you in. I was a good guy. I'm a good father. Oh, 
Knock, knock. Evan, how many family men have survived this game? None. Correct! All right. So obviously, Glenn, you get you chose the uh, movie, so you do get to do the synopsis. Um, obviously, as always, there will be spoilers uh, throughout this synopsis and our discussion. So if you have not seen this movie, um, yeah, please feel free, pause our podcast, watch the movie, then come back and give us a listen. Glenn, over yes. to you. Uh, yes, I haven't done a synopsis, but I'm finding one really quick. Just, just. <laughs> I mean, just, is that because there's not one on Wikipedia? Just steal it off Wikipedia. Yeah, I just, I'm just gone <laughs> there. Really we really should start to donate to them because they they do a power of work for our podcast these days. Mm. Um, yeah, I think um, playing the trailer just now is is a bit of a spoiler for everyone listening if they haven't seen it. But that's all right. We'll go. We'll go into it. So, happily married architect Evan. Um, is spending Father's Day weekend at home with a shoulder injury while his wife Karen and two kids go on a beach trip. Um, his wife Karen is an artist and her assistant Lewis. Lewis is in charge of her sculpture that needs to be moved to an art gallery. Um, during a rainstorm on the first night, two young women, Genesis and Belle, knock on Evan's door asking for help, uh, finding an address, uh, a party they're looking for. Um, Evan asks, lets them come in to check a check his computer, uh, iPad it was, um, for the, the address they're trying to find um, his party, and they're quite wet being out in the rain. Um, he orders an Uber for the girls uh, who become overly flirtatious with him and seem reluctant to leave. Um, when the driver arrives, Evan finds them naked in the bathroom and tries to convince them to leave, but <laughs> uh, they don't. <laughs> No, nicely put, Glenn. <laughs> well, um, why, why was that again, Glenn? No, let's not go into that. Let's just say they that. forced it themselves on him. Correct. They basically opened, his, say, opened his pants, got got down, and um, he was like, "No, no, stop, no." But yeah, he didn't say that for too long. <laughs> he, I will say though, from the start of this movie, I love Dad Keanu. Like <laughs> this is, I'm thinking, oh. Nice guy, Dad isn't he? Keanu. He's just mm. so nice, mm. and this is the Keanu I think we all know and love. There's a bit. Of I a, think it's that's real world Keanu. Yeah, like, there's you know, a bit of a cult you know, around Keanu in terms of just how nice he is, and you know he does seem to be just that genuinely nice person. That there was a Jamila, um, what's a uh, Jamil kind of meme that kind of says um, uh, the only thing important about you know. How you feel is like how you feel about yourself inside, and what Keanu Reeves would think about you, or something like that. And it's like mm, that's that's cool, that's true, you know. So what yourself and what Keanu would think about you. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff like you know that yeah. um, like you he, know, Keanu memes. And- he just travels on the subway. He talks to homeless people. He he's taken less on movies to make sure the crew gets more money, and you know mm. all those sorts of things. Like he just and he does movies like a- this, which is probably really low budget, low. <laughs> Low pay. Yes. Mm. So, yeah, there is a bit of a cult around Keanu about how nice he is. And you see this at the start of the movie. You can't help but love Keanu as a dad and all that sort of stuff. So that was and nice. Keanu can't help but um, just give in to these girls eventually. And he just mm. gets into it because they uh, were, like, relentless. Um, so, yeah, he mm. gives in and has a threesome with them um, the next morning. It's Yes. In some ways, Keanu can't actually say no. He's too nice. On both these levels. Nice. No to this film and no to these women. Carry on, Glenn. You could say both ended badly, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, this movie ended great. Anyway, um, the next morning he finds the girls have vandalised his wife's sculpture. He tells them to leave. Um, his wife's friend, Vivian, stops by and sees him with Genesis, um, which, yeah, doesn't go well. She's not very impressed with him. Um, when Evan threatens to report a break-in, the girls give in and agree to be taken home. Oh, there's also the, this is skipped over it, but they tell him that they're underage and that if he yeah, re- reports a, them. Um, he, yeah, they say they're 15. Yeah, they say they're 15 and, and he's, um, you know, what he's done is not, not right and he's like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, so he, he was just he about to call the cops yeah. and they say, well, I'm, I'm 15 and... It, I'm just sitting there watching. I'm sitting on my couch, like, 
what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> what? If this movie uh, wasn't batshit crazy already at this stage, I'm going, seriously, yeah. what? Where yeah. is this going? I know. Where is this going? Indeed. Oh. And, then of, and then, of course, you start getting the guilt because you go out going, I've been staring at these girls for the last half an hour thinking, how good are these women? How stunning are they? Oh, Christ. They're, yeah, shit, yeah. they're 15. Oh, Christ. I'm probably going to get locked up for just thinking, having those thoughts. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Thought, you know, thought crimes are not a crime yet, Scotty. <laughs> yet. Yet. Um, but, yeah, that's a bit of a shock when they say that. And it's like, oh, man, this guy, this poor guy, what's he done? Like, he didn't know, you know. Anyway, um, eventually, though, they, they just are a bit over the top, these girls. And um, he's just like, no, nah, I'm reporting the break-in. I'm calling and so he calls up and they say, okay, okay, can you give us a ride? And he drives them home. I, well, I don't think it's their home. I think they just say it's their home. Um, and they um, walk across the road into a park. Um, but so then he, later on that night, he's he, kind of, he goes home and cleans up their mess and goes back to work. And then late that night again, he hears a noise in his house and he goes to investigate and... Um, the girls have broken in and uh, one of them knocks him out with one of his wife's sculptures. Um, so, oh, here we are. The girls tell Evan they are underage and threaten to FaceTime his wife unless he agrees to do what they demand. Um, he, After being tied to his bed and raped by Belle in role-playing as a schoolgirl in his daughter's school uniform, Evan tries <laughs> to escape, but he's stabbed with a fork. Um by Genesis and she and Belle tie, tie him to a chair. Yeah, this is, this is crazy. This movie just gets crazier and crazier. Um, Lewis arrives to collect the sculpture and he finds Evan tied up and the girls smashing the van, the sculpture. He starts to have an asthma attack and um, realizes the girls have taken his inhaler while trying to get it back. He falls, hits his head and dies. The girls laugh at this, like they're just crazy. Um... They wrap his body up in like paper mache or whatever and make it into a sculpture and put it in a van and have a little throwaway line about, oh, you know, our friend can get rid of the body real easy. It's just a really throwaway line that solves a lot of problems in the script <laughs> by putting it in there, <laughs> which is a pretty uh, lazy way of uh, dealing with it, but that's how it goes. Mm. A lot of lazy things in the script. I mean, what? <laughs> and... And uh, Evan is further tormented and tortured by the girls who force him to play hide-and-seek. Um, they do a game show thing. That's that's after they find the gun. Yeah, they found the gun. Well, that, mm. And they only find the gun because they're basically playing a game show with him. Yes. About, you know, what happens to pedophiles and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And what's the, what's the most appropriate punishment? And he has to answer A, B, or C, and it's really, you know, all of the above technically, but... His his aunt like he doesn't want to say it because that's what they are portraying him as, and he's like he doesn't want to say death because that means anyway they're going to kill him. They keep telling saying they're going to kill him. Mm. Um, uh, she and uh, Genesis and Bell tell him that they have killed other men and that he will die at dawn. At dawn the next day, they tie him up with a hose and bury him up to his head in the backyard. <clears throat> um, laughing hysterically, they reveal that the entire entire ordeal was merely a game. They never intended to kill him, and they're not underage. Everything they did was part of a wicked hobby of seducing, victimizing, and ruining ruining the homes of married men with children. Genesis uploads a video of Bell raping him to his Facebook profile, and the two leave with his dog, Monkey. Uh, Karen and the kids arrive home, seeing the house ruined. Evan's son says, Daddy had a party. Oh, and this is Wikipedia's uh, synopsis. In an alternate ending, Evan takes revenge by tracking the girls at another victim's house via monkey's GPS tracker on his collar. He knocks. Oh my god, he, that would be the best part of the film. He knocks on the door, and the girls ask who's there. <laughs> oh please, that would have been the only redeeming part of this film. A, I would have loved to have and, seen and John I actually wouldn't have minded That'd be good. <laughs> I actually wouldn't have minded a knock knock too. <laughs> is it? And if it's just like Keanu seeking revenge. Um, I would help fund that film. It's it basically was, like Knock Knock Two, but he became it's like it's like Knock Knock Two is sort of like a a lesser John Wick. They haven't killed his dog, but they've taken his dog, and he's now got to go and mm. get revenge on him. Yep, it's a, having, uh, they didn't really destroyed. say this in the synopsis here, but at the end, the girls are like, 
when they're saying, oh, it's just a game, we're old, we do this all the time, we're, you know, we're not underage, we do this all the time. And they say, they never say, they never say no, you know, we give them a chance, they never say no. And I'm like, he said no so many times and you just yeah. didn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, they, they sort of said, you, you know, we thought you, you were almost the only one that's ever said no, we thought you might actually do it, but in the end, oh, yeah. you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, such a... All right, end poor, movie. Poor Keanu had a rough, rough weekend. Yes. Well, it started fun and then it just went a little bit haywire. Went full Keanu. Um, <clears throat> all right, cast and characters. Michael? All right. Um, Keanu, we uh, we see more range here than we did with in Speed um, and some more nuance, but I guess that's like, you know, there's a um, possibly a couple of decades of experience in there. Um, an aspect here feels like it, it's still the, you know, the, the, you know, there's that, you know, what we're talking about with the dad Keanu is very much like the, the, what we see is Keanu's like, um, public profile, um, you know, generally being a nice guy. Um, but I guess in terms of acting, there's also that element of the switching, like, you know, there he goes from, you know, like it's, you know, here nice to it's like, like there's no kind of mm. scaling in that some way. Um, uh, Lorenzo Izzo, um, a serviceable, serviceable performance. Um, although, and this, I guess this is a part of a question, although how the character of Evan mistook the 25 year old playing a 22 year old playing a 15 year old is beyond me. Um, like we're not, you know, we're not all school teachers, Michael. We do, we're not all, like, <laughs> I, just, I have no idea when it's people's ages. If under a certain age, I have no idea. Like, I just have no clue. I've got no, no they kids. sort of get to an age where there's a fairly big range, which you're unsure of. And just remember, uh, the, the great Nicolas Cage mistook a, uh, a much older girl for a 14, 15-year-old girl in Matchstick Men. So it does happen. It happens to the best of them. Hmm. Um. Or how the script demands it to happen. Hmm. Um, Anna de Armas, um, I think, she, like, as she's sort of gotten more out there, like, um, yeah, as in more exposure and more experience, like, has given better performances, I didn't think, like, there was a lot gone for this character, uh, for her character, uh, but really the script was a dumpster fire, so it's hard to rate anyone's performance, really. <laughs> um, Aaron Burns <laughs> is the highlight for me. Um and I think he glossed over his important but little bit of kind, you know, bright spot, you know, in the um, in the film. Um, so yeah, highlight apart from the credits, uh, his brief but memorable scene was hopefully the moment the momentum of the film was going to change. Sadly, his character valued Evan's wife sculpture more than Evan's safety, so died. <laughs> Poor Lewis. Uh, in, and like he's like you know uh, uh, I picked you you know you're bucking up the wrong tree. Um, yeah, I did. I like know. That. You, I'm from I know I, I'm hose. from Oakland. I can see some yeah you know, dumbass hose from a while back. Yeah, sort of thing. Nine one one right there. Yeah, and then like, they try try to start trying to flirt with him, and clearly he's gay. So they're like, yeah. he's like, no, 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 you are barking up the wrong tree here. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> which I did like. Yeah, so that's that's it. That's that's my performances right there. Um, so many characters. For me, I, yeah, I, you, you're right with the range with Keanu, and we probably don't see a lot of range at times with Keanu. He's, yeah, he can be not monotone, but he, Keanu's Keanu in a lot of his movies. And you know, yes, you, you see him into different characters and things like that. But I think he does have that Keanu ness about him, which mm. obviously because he's Keanu. But yeah, he 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 can. His range has never been great. In this, I think he tried to push it at times, and I think he overacted um, at at different times throughout this. Like when he was really starting to get angry, I think he, I'm sort of going, oh, he, hmm, okay. Um, but generally speaking, I, I, I liked his performance, um, and I liked I did I, I quite enjoyed the character. Um, you know, he was obviously a tormented soul, and um, yeah. No, he was just tormented. Like, <laughs> he he was, certainly was, but yeah. Like, the, um, the poor guy was actually really, he was a really good place. Like, you know, he's he's kind. He's like, you know, he's like, I'm staying home because I've got to work to make sure, like, you know, um, you know, my, my family stays the thing. And, like, I bet you, like, you know, post years ago, I should just go on, stuff yeah, it, fine. you know. Yeah, stuff work, work is not worth should, it. This wasn't, this wasn't worth my, basically my whole life. Mm. Um, and, yeah, and, like, you know, you just, 
like that he was tortured and sexually assaulted for it mm. for no motive. We'll get to that. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I, I thought at times he, he sort of overacted, which was a, which was a bit odd, and maybe that's because he was trying to. To I haven't seen all the whole Keanu back catalogue, but whether he's just trying something different or you know it's just the, what the script asked for, I just thought yeah, there were times where I was I was yeah wasn't overly impressed, but Keanu's still awesome. Um, mm. Lorenzo Izzo, who played Genesis, um, I thought she mixed it really well between this this beautiful engaging person at the start, you know, a little bit flirtatious and stuff like that, and then becoming an absolute complete nutter. Like you genuinely thought she was completely unhinged throughout, you know, basically from what, a third of the way through the movie, um, you know, sort of once he wakes up in the morning and they've pretty much destroyed his kitchen and all of that sort of stuff. She, she goes from playful to completely unhinged very quickly and I thought it was really well done. Um, and the same with uh, Anna Diamas, who played Belle. Um, I thought her, she had a strong performance as well. Um, I enjoyed, again, she was able to play that, you know, that that sort of, you know, naive, flirty sort of person at the start and very quickly switched to, to you know, playful and starting to get angry. She didn't quite have the complete unhingedness about her as Loren, um, as Genesis, but she wasn't far off. Incidentally, she was 26. Yeah. So... Um, so yeah, they, I thought I thought this, you know, this movie really is based around these three characters for, for what probably ninety five percent of the movie or ninety percent of the oh movie. God, so yeah. they were, um, yeah, I thought their performances were overall quite good. Glenn, um, I thought the kids were really bad actors. <laughs> yeah, why is that, Glenn? The two children they just looked like they were following, like deliberately following directions from like walk in the room go over there say these words like that's how much the, what their acting was kind of like those kids i feel yeah, like no. i don't know who, who cast them but oh maybe the casting person cast them but you know yeah. i wonder if there's someone's kids from the the crew or the cast or you know i don't know if they're real they, they only had a 10 million dollar budget Glenn. Yeah. i wonder if they've been anything else um they they weren't great but they're only in it for a short minute so that was all right um, I thought mm. Keanu was really good. I loved how he went full Keanu toward the end. He, uh, you call it overacting. I just thought I just call it full Keanu. Um, <laughs> I don't think anyone else could have done that that role other than maybe Nicolas Cage. Um, just the just the crazy ranting at the end. I could see Nicolas Cage do it, and I could see Keanu do it, but I don't know if I could see anyone else pull that off in a way that wasn't. I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous, but nah, it's fun. I reckon there's a. I reckon that's a. I think stacks of actors could have. Nah, Absolutely. Not in a fun, not, I as, don't think, not as fun though. I I reckon the um what's the um Oh, it plays a nobody. Um Oberdink? I don't know. Oh, anyway, uh, I think Bob, Saul. Yeah. Well, I haven't watched that movie, but I've seen him in Nobody and he's in like, you know, Lucky Hank or something. Um anyway, he <laughs> yeah, could have easily yeah, done that. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that that role was anything seeing, particularly kind of seeing Keanu do it is just fun though I think yeah. um I thought the girls were really good um they, I just thought they over I don't know it probably is the writing more but overacted a lot just who squirts maple syrup in their mouth and throws shit on the walls like in their breakfast you know when they're doing the breakfast scene and just over the top just over the top craziness like it wasn't it was just a bit much I just thought it was overacting or just over something um, or is that is that you as a you know a real age white guy who sort of like oh, you don't do that at breakfast that's uh, that's just uncouth. <laughs> I love the fact she's eating out of a dog bowl. I think yeah, that that sort of that crazy. sort of starts that whole fact that these people are completely nutters. Yeah. Like I'm just, I mean, I I picked that up earlier. <laughs> you know, that was you know the fact that there's like you know allegedly teenagers or people in their twenties they want to hang in this guy's house is like. Nah, this is awry. Something sus. And I mean, of course, you, you know the film was something sus, but and, um, I thought it was telegraphed. I thought Lewis was really good. Um, the, act, mm. the actor who played Lewis, I think his character was just. I mean, it was it's not a hard character, hard role to play, but he just seemed like the nicest guy, and he definitely mm. undeserving of what happened to him. Like he just innocent passerby, really, and just got taken out by this situation. Um, and the other thing with Keanu that I didn't. I don't know, I'm not a DJ, but I feel like if you were playing someone who was a DJ or used to be a DJ, you would look 
be a bit more careful with your records, not just throwing, slipping them in and out of bo- the sleeve without not storing them properly. Anyway, I don't. I just thought I didn't believe that he was a DJ. Well, um, you know, some sometimes that's just a thought. And there was um, uh, on a film. I don't know if it was Hateful Eight or something like that. Um, uh, oh, I forget who it was. Smashed a two hundred thousand dollar guitar. Um, because <laughs> like it was just in the moment. So it might be that like you know, Keanu, these are really important records. Like, don't muck around with them. Or maybe they've just gone. Nah, that's props. They're just trash. So don't worry about them. <laughs> who knows? Actors could go either way. Um, anyway, yeah, that's that's my, that's me, done. Yep. Favorite, favorite scene. scene. Glenn, do you want to keep going? My favorite scene is Keanu going full Keanu. Um, <laughs> the free pizza speech um, and the ending um, when he's buried. That the, the, those two scenes are my probably favorite scenes where he's he's like, it was free pizza, free fucking pizza. And it shows up at my fucking door. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> that speech. Yeah, it was. That was that was a good scene. And it was that. Yeah, you're right. It was full Keanu. Any others? No. Oh no, that's it. Michael. None. This film was cringe from the opening frame to the roll of the credits. What? Gee, you heart, you're so harsh when I pick a movie. Like you just don't want to like it. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not that I don't want to like it, Glenn. I gave it a fair go. No, you like, said from I, the I opening opening shot, you hated it. Like how? 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 No, like you know, but I mean, that was in retrospect. But you know, it was it was just there was nothing redeeming about this kind of like I did not. I did. There was no scene that I thought this was this was worth me watching. Rubbish. I deleted the film afterwards. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus. Um, for me, look, the runtime. I'm a good. red. I'm a red-blooded <laughs> male. the The sex scene was fun, um, and then in the morning when he's talking to his wife and they're pushing their boobs up against the window. <laughs> let's be honest, that was fun. Everyone, um, Michael hated it. Michael hated all of it. Uh, yeah, he hated the whole thing. Um, and, and probably my other favourite scene was the you know where he's he's basically trying to get him out of the house and. You know, that's when we get the twist that you know he tells that they tell him that he's that they're fifteen and it goes into the counselor and it, at that moment I'm just like, oh, what? Where is this movie going? Um, and I thought that was just a really interesting twist in what was already you know heading towards you know what a psychological thriller. That twist just threw something else into it. Like mm-hmm. I thought, it, yeah. that just you thought, oh Christ! Okay. Just made it even so worse for him. Yeah, we've we've now got another level of holy shitness on top of everything else that's going on for this it, poor it, bloke. It, it was just you've cheated on your wife and, and your kids and your family, and but now it's like you've also committed this huge crime. <laughs> yeah, and it's mm-hmm. I just said there that this poor bloke. Well, he's he's stupid enough. He's brought it on himself, so it's not really this poor bloke. Like, yeah, he he made the error, which which caused basically everything. So. Uh, I shouldn't call him a poor bloke, but um, yeah, it went from crazy to ridiculously crazy <laughs> thereafter. Mm. I so, mean, there's lots of there's lots of flaws with that whole kind of underage thing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> other notable aspects, Michael. I'll throw to you because this could All be right. interesting. Okay. <laughs> uh, this film starts oddly with an attempt to make a camera movement as a motif by moving through the house. Um, and that's like at the beginning of the film. And like, you know, we see photos and there's this, um, you know, we like see all the, this kind of nuclear family, um, thing going on. Um, and the, with an unsettling score behind it. And we see the same movement again later in the film. And then, which I think it's like in between, like after he's kind of dropped off the, um, the girls. Um, and then finally after Genesis and Bill trash the house, we see the same camera movement. Um, and I believe it was a clumsy attempt to create a repeated motif. It was like from the outset, that sort of moving through the house was just an odd sort of beginning. It's like, what? Um, there's probably a better way to kind of to pull that opening off. Um, the camera work is simple and, and it's edited in shot, reverse shot style. There's nothing like, you know, there's nothing dramatic about like, you know, how it's kind of shot or edited. And I guess like it's a $10 million film. Um, that's what you expect in this one location, which is, you know, certainly what I tell my students when they're kind of, you know, as a handy thing 
when you're making a film, just use one location. It makes it really easy. Um, so, yeah, like, you know, I mean, really, if this was a, a student feature film, um, you'd go top work people, um, but not. Um, and I guess another, like, this is my last interesting, the absence of Chekhov's gun is interesting. So usually... Um, in a film, if you if you're going to use a gun, you see the gun early. Like you know, it's one of those things. Like this is going to be used later, um, and it wasn't. Like we we basically see Evan banging on a bookcase. Um, and to be honest, I thought he was trying to get like you know, there's a reserve mobile phone in there. I don't know why I'm thinking that or some sort of oh, cool yeah. thing. Um, I thought he might try and break something, which might be able to cut the ropes or I, yeah. I was thinking there might be a gun in there, but I had seen the movie before. Yeah. Um, so, and it's like, and the annoying thing is that he doesn't get to do that. Um, eventually, the girls knock over the vase and ta-da, they've got the gun. It's like, oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, and I guess even average films make reference to a gun or an object at some stage early in the film and then it comes back later. So the fact that it didn't do that was kind of, it was like Well, it referenced odd. the egg pretty early that there was something he wanted to get that, knock that down. and Yeah, it did, but like not early enough in the film to actually sort of like draw the the audience to it. It just kind of, he's suddenly banging at it and it's like, what's he banging at? Um, so, yeah. They're my few interesting things. Yep. Glenn? Uh, I don't really have other interesting things other than um, Anna de Armas who is just, whenever she's on screen and just enjoyable to watch, she's just great. One of my, probably my favourite, one of my favourite yep. actresses at the moment. I love everything so she's had- done. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so I had two things. Um, first and I think foremost, just don't cheat. <laughs> Simple as that. Stay faithful, gentlemen. Holy shit. <laughs> um, but probably the, probably the other thing that I noticed, and I, it's probably why it probably reflects in my score maybe later on, how I felt once this movie finished, which was I, I don't know what to feel. It's a funny movie because there's no there's no you shouldn't there's no one you should really be cheering for in this movie, um, other than probably Lewis, who is only in it briefly and ends up dying, and the wife and the kids, who I you know sort of consider one entity. So, you know. You feel you sort of half feel sorry for Evan because of everything that's happened to him, right? But he's brought it all on himself. Uh, yeah. Ult- ultimately, he has. Oh, I feel like he was unlucky. He was set up. He was absolutely set up. He, he they was. They spied on him. They were spying on him in the morning. The yes. monster talk. Well, yes. we're like going to. They well, we're gonna absolutely get- were victimizing him and. Persecuting him, they had an agenda. Yeah, that well, they gonna, carried. Get, he didn't go looking. Yeah. He went. He didn't go looking for. It. He wanted to do his work. He was just doing his work. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get. Dude to that. wanted to but have a. At have the end of the day, just chill. At the end of the day, he he caused everything that happened to him. So you, it's hard to sort of cheer for him because at the end of the oh. day, you're, you're still hey, sort of going. Oh. That's yeah. like saying uh, if, if, a, if a girl got raped, saying, oh my well, God, what, what were you wearing? You know, that's like saying, no, oh, oh my God. You brought it on. Oh, come on. He was <laughs> he, sexually assaulted multiple times. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. He could have said no. He could have kicked them out. He did. Say, he tried to <laughs> he kick them out. He, was no, he, to he tried, but he still, he still. He said untie me. He said untie me. They didn't untie me. So anyway, and then obviously you can't. They coerced him. You can't cheer for the. For the two girls, because they're completely unhinged and destroy his life. So it's an interesting movie that you walk out of it, or you you turn it off and you're like, um, and then you, the two people like that you're rooting for is Lewis, who comes across as this genuinely nice person. Well, he dies, so he's murdered. Let's let's be honest. Yeah, well, yeah, he was, <laughs> like, but he did. He did at least, least manslaughter. It's his own fault. Yeah. His own fault for tripping over and banging his. And head. then the wife and <laughs> That's kids. That's what they said. That's what they said. You can't. <laughs> then the wife and kids who who cop it because they have to. She's been completely embarrassed, and their house is completely trashed, and yeah, their it's, life's it, never going to be the same. So I find I find it sort of it's weird that in some way, like you know, yeah, he did the act absolutely. I mean, but it was only after, like, they forced themselves on him um, 
And then he's gone, oh, well, I mean, okay. Yes. Um, and then they lied to him about his age. Like, so, and he was fearful of what would happen. Oh, um, yeah, no. Even though I, they lied to I him. I don't they, disagree. But at the end they of the day. They kidnap he... him and torture him and they, like, threaten death. Yeah. There's like... attempted murder in there. At least these people have, it, it, like, there's actual, you know, these, these sort of crimes happen. And it's. It's absolutely horrendous that we're kind of like, you know, we're not feeling for um, poor Keanu, um, who has he, been victimised. He Even, did say, say, he did say no. It's a reality tale, but what's that? He did say no, and he did say stop, he and he did, did say no. untie me, get out of my house, etc. And he yeah. also said take off my daughter's underwear that you're wearing, which she did that straight away, which, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is a very disturbing part of the movie. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah, man. but I just think it's hard to, to really try and barrack for anyone in this movie. Because ultimately, it's a cause and effect thing. If he just says no, you get dressed and walks back out to the Uber and says they'll be here in five. I mean, really, he just said, you know what, ladies, I'm going to drive you home. Like, you know, that's a question. It's like, you know, we'll take you right away. All right, well, yeah. we'll do that. So we'll go straight into questions. Yeah, uh, that's. I thought he had a. He, I thought oh, he obviously doesn't have a car because he could have just driven them himself or offered to drive himself. Um, I thought, okay, the wife's got the car, so he's calling the Uber. But then the but, next day, oh, I've got a car. I'll drive, I'll drive you. Yeah. So, yeah, so there, there's that. Any other – I'll go with my questions. Um, it's made out that he's got a really bad shoulder. Didn't seem to affect him during the sex scenes. <laughs> His shoulder seemed Well, we don't fine. know. It was all innuendo and, you know, illusion, wasn't it? They uh, they made it pretty. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't really focusing in. on his shoulder, really. No, probably true. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so my other question, and you brought this up before, so was it random or was it targeted? And I, I, I honestly can't think of a get an answer on this completely because they do say we know that there's nobody else here because we've knocked on the other door's house. No one else is home. So is it random that they just happen to get to his house? They've tried to do this to other people in the street. He's the only one there. They are, and so that they've done that. But then they talk about how they know about the monster in the morning. Yeah. So they know – so it's like that they obviously clearly have been – so I wasn't 100% sure. I don't know if that's – they've done they the are, monster thing to scare him and that's actually a bit of a, a mistake in the script or that something's been changed or taken out They, they or if it be, is actually a targeted yeah, attack. Yeah, because they talk about how he, like, you know, he represents the 1%. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's he's a rich man, he's a rich white man, you know, he's got the whole family thing. And so they've, they've they're, you know, they probably have done a street checking to make sure that like, you know, all right, you know, this is an isolated place. Um, yeah. Clearly the character doesn't know his town very well. Um, surely you'd be able to pick it like, you know, there was a different street. Yeah. Like, Wait a minute, that street doesn't exist. Um, so, so, yeah, I wasn't sure, but yeah. Interesting. Anyone else? Michael? Oh, yeah. Questions? Um, I've got Why questions. doesn't Evan ever call their bluff? Like, want to see ID? Why, yes. I do want to. I would do want you to prove that you're underage because they just I, say they you don't know, have I'm any. not going to take your word for it. You could have. It's like, well, you know what? Until you actually prove otherwise, I'm going to call the cops and you're gone. Um, and call the police regardless. You know, if he's such a nice guy, he's committed a crime, get him out of his house. Like, you know, I didn't know. Like a, and you know, tragic that I have to say this, but a good lawyer probably would get him off. Um, probably true. Yeah, and you know, that, I mean, that's not, it's you know, it's not right. Um, but the the actual kind of circumstances, you and know, if they were, if they actually were underage, can underage kids rape someone and get it because they're underage, they get away with it. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Work? And that's where, like, you know, I mean, that's the it's, it's interesting court case there. Mm. Yeah. And that's the thing that we never it's see. It's all a trial by judgment. And I'll help, you know, it's kind of one of my concluding statements. Um, what the hell is their motive? Like, you know, and like it alludes to this idea that Bell maybe kind of been abused as a child, but, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, reveal that in the script. Give us some kind of like, you know, a reason for, you know, why they're doing it. Yeah, um, it is. It is a curious one as to why we yeah. don't really get it pinned down. Like at the end, they just sort of say we just do this. Um, it's a game for us, and but that's not really a genuine reason. Mm. I don't think. Yeah. You know what? Actually, 
Oh, you go, Glenn. I was going to say, he offered them money and they didn't want it. It's like, surely take them, take some money. Like, do there's Yeah, what are you doing this for otherwise? Um, how have they not been hunted down by now and brought to justice? If this is an ongoing thing and they usually drop that thing at the end, actually we're not underage, um, someone would have actually, you know, it would actually would have been a really nice turn of events if halfway through that scene, like torture scene, someone kicks down the door and says, right, ladies, um, you know, it's time for my revenge. It's like, what? I mean, because it was crazy it is anyway. Why not have an actual killer in there to kind of go all kind of thing and then make, you know, make Keanu make the moral choice of between their lives and the lives of someone who wants revenge. That would have been a way more interesting film. Um, there's... Like in in a couple of like uh, you know sort of places that refers to it as a horror, and this is this is not a horror. I don't know. It's weird. Why did Lewis only have one puffer? Like, you know, <laughs> he probably or, wasn't expecting to be attacked by two. But even then, you know, usually you'd have like asthmatics. I assume they'd have a spare. I don't know. I mean, it's a it's a script mechanism, I guess. Yeah, um, but you surely, see this in a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, certainly at some point he left one in their home. Maybe one of the other kids is asthmatic. Um, eh, could have been handy if, like, you know, back up in one. Um, yeah. Hang on. I, I, was there another one? I've got to scroll down the page. No, that's it. I've got a few. Good. Um, first one is he was tied up in that hose, or I think it was a garden hose, when he was tied up mm. and rolled into the hole. But then how did he lift his arm out? at the end to press like on his phone. Mm. That's someone wrote it in the script, Glenn. Oh, that's how, that's how you can do it. Yeah. I don't know. And another I mean, question. Oh, yep. oh, I've got one. I've got another one. Yeah, go. You go. Oh, okay. Um, so he's tied up. He has, you know, he's in the middle of being sexually assaulted. He gets his arm out and he, you know, smack bell across the, you know, the face knocking her, knocking her off the bed. Instead... Oh, uh, you know, in, maybe instead of actually kind of going down and see what the other girl is doing, tie her up. Like, you know, you've you've like they clearly got something going on. Tie her up, mm. like, or use her as a use her her as a hostage. Yeah, um, it's and it's I don't know it's a you know, and I guess this goes with this like you know the dad is a nice guy, but the 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 furthest he ever gets is like you know sort of holding the girls up against the wall with his hands. It's not kind of I don't know. There's, there's got to be a point at, you know, when you are, you know, viscerally kind of, you know, worried about your life that you are going to go beyond threatening. Um, and maybe that's like, you know, a strength of that character is that they don't. But, you know, why do you need them um, to, to save his life? Probably would have been, you know, self-defense. Um, and last question. He gets out, like the hide and seek. Um and maybe, like, you know, it's like it's too dark and he couldn't see what we see in the film. But who's doing it? He does a light jog. Who's not bolting and sprinting out? Like, he could easily outrun those girls. Anyway, they're all my questions. Mm, can't outrun a bullet, but yes. Um... You can dodge. And you can, He like, there was a lot of scrub. He could have just oh, gone yeah. through the garden. It's not Neo. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not Neo. It's um, Any reasonable dodge, person would actually run for their life. Bullets. Whereas his... Yeah. Scott, you're on mute, Scott, by the way. <laughs> I just said John McClane would have ducked. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It would have been right too. Uh, my other we questions... stepped over the trolley. A couple other questions were, can these girls really keep getting away with this? And my other question, why don't they knock on my door? Um, <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> no, um, my other question was, <laughs> if if this was real, other victims would have, you know, had similar stuff happen, and so it would have been news, and Keanu would not have let these random girls in because it would have been like a, there's a thing, these yeah. girls go around, this is what they do. Or on Facebook when he posts that video, they'd be like, the comments should have been, oh, that's the girl off the news, or did that, no, they got you, they got to you as well, instead of, this is disgusting, unfriend, yeah. you know, if it was a thing that they'd done numerous times, it would be a thing that surely people would be warned about, or would be in the news. And But anyway. how many people, how Is many you, people are going to admit to what, to doing what, or to what's actually happened? Well, nah, but this would be the height of embarrassment for yeah, a lot but, of people. But, but if your life is, like, if your life has been destroyed, like, you know, yeah. 
you've you, mm. you lose your family, your house gets trapped. Like if you've lost, like you're not gonna be afraid to kind of get out there and go. This, this is, is my happened. story. This mm. is my story. You would you know you'd be going look these girls. You know they they tortured me. They sexually assaulted me. Um, you know that. You know you need to hunt them down. Like. If, it, yeah, like if it shows the whole video, it shows her him hitting her off the bed and you know pushing her off and saying stop and all that stuff. This should be in the video. And yeah. oh, that's my other question. He, he should be able what? to explain his story. Like his story, he should be able to tell his story, and that should be okay. Watch out for this. This is a happy thing that's happening. Hmm. Well, it wouldn't it wouldn't show him hitting her because Genesis had already left at that stage. Yeah, so was the phone just sitting but, on the thing? Wasn't it? Oh, I don't know. Mm, it was, and that's the question. Is like he knew the phone was there, rather than going smack, get off the bed, seeing where Genesis is. The phone is right there. Nine one one. Hello, I've been kidnapped and tortured and sexually assaulted. Please come to my house as soon as possible. Oh, and Roll the credits. other question is when he did call nine one one, and they said, "Are you calling from four five eight? And then it gets cut off. She hangs it up. But then no one turned up later. Like if you got hung up on. And they knew you had the yeah. address. Surely they would have sent someone mm. by. Mm. Yeah, yeah that they a, would have, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Good call. Trivia. No more, no more questions. All right. Um, knock, knock. No. <laughs> Who's there? Death. Death? Mm. Death game, the original film, rates um, <laughs> uh, higher for audience scores, but only 41%. So how on earth did Eli Roth... Think this was a great film to make remake. Um, that was my last. Apparently, Actually, apparently I've got another it's been one. Remade twice that film. Yeah, there was an unofficial one. Um, I assume it was better. Um, I, I do have one. My last knock knock. This is because of the the mistakes with like thing. Ha- knock knock. Uh, who's there? How uh, how on? That's not a name. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah it is how on. Okay. How on earth did this film get placed anywhere near the horror genre? Um, anyway, they're not very good. Because um, uh, the, the director, f- probably. Yeah. Um, the first English-language film role for Cuban actress Ana de Armas. Um, Keanu Reeves said it was very awkward filming the sex scene and seeing Lorenza Izzo naked in several, uh, several scenes since she was the director Eli Reif's wife at the time. Um, this film is the first official remake of the psychological thriller Death Game, but there is also the early unofficial remake of that film, the Spanish erotic thriller Vicious and Nude, with Jack Taylor, Eva uh, Lyburton, and Adriana Vega. Spoilers in that title. Mm, vicious <laughs> and Nude. Uh, Colleen Camp, who plays Vivian in this remake, also played Donna in the first version, Death Game. Ooh. The film's Taiwanese title translates to When Babes Come Knocking. Um... Roth's wife, uh, Lorenzo Izzo, portrays Genesis the film and appears naked in it. I don't know why that's a trivia thing, but there's a very short trivia list in this. Um, Evan says that he is 43 years old. Actually, Keanu Reeves was 49 during the filming in early 2014. Um, Genesis writes, it was not a dream on a mirror, but the shirt she reads, uh, she wears reads, it was all a dream. This remake of Death Game was exa- made exactly 40 years after the first version which was shot in 1974 and shelved for three years, probably with good reason. Um, Keanu Reeves and Adida Armas also starred together in the film Exposed. Well, I can only imagine what that's about. Um, Monkey, Evan's pet dog, is a French bulldog. Um, best actor and one of the best actors in the film. Oh, next to Lewis, yeah. Aaron Burns. Speaking of Aaron Burns, um, and Ignacio Alamand and Lorenzo Izzo also appeared in the film The Green Inferno, 2013. Um, in addition to the unofficial remake, Vicious and Nude, there is also a film, Teenage Innocence, aka Little Miss Innocence, where it follows much of the same basic plot and might even have been the inspiration for the original film, Death Game. Probably be better. Um, Keanu Reeves previously starred in the film Speed, and Colin Camp appeared in its sequel, Speed 2 Cruise Control. You know what? That probably would have been a better film than this. Well, we, we, we can leap there. Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> Is that it? That is it. That's all. That in fact, that is everything. That like usually I have to I have to trim the trivia, like because there's pages and pages of it. That is all the trivia this film. This film. You know why? Because no one is interested. Well, yeah, well, it clearly didn't make money, and it hasn't had good ratings. So people just probably can't be bothered trying to find trivia. Mm. So for the best. 
All right. So now is the time we give our final thoughts and ratings. We do rate out of 10, 10 being a fantastic movie, zero being a terrible movie, and five being somewhere in between. Michael, I'll start with you. Are you sure you want to start with Okay, we can start with me. Um, if you are following this pod and you watch the film before you listen, I am sorry. Um, if you haven't seen the movie yet, don't. Uh, when I set Glenn up with Keanu Reeves, I thought this would be the moment we'd hit some of these tentpole films, The Matrix, John Wick, Point Break, or maybe some of his mid-level actions, Constantine, Chain Reaction, The Replacements, Hell, I Would Have Done Sweet November, or Johnny Mnemonic over Knock Knock. This was 109 minutes of embarrassing cringe cinema that makes the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford an adaptation into veritable masterpieces. And you know what I think of those. Um, at best, this film is a sloppy commentary on cancel culture and the irredeemable nature of social failings that give no one second chances to those with any type of celebrity. At worst, this is some sort of sexual fantasy that diminishes some serious crimes for entertainment. Zero out of ten. Oh, what? That's yep. ridiculous. That is our, that is what it deserves. Wowzers. That's our first zero. Mm. Well, I think it was only this season we started giving zeros. That's true. That is ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Jesus. That's how I feel. No, no it's, it's fine. Not. <laughs> uh, I'll go. I'll leave you to last, Glenn. Um, Jesse James was Jesse James. I had to stop. Like Jesse James, we had to. I had to stop it and watch it over three days or something. It was just unwatchable. But this was. I yeah. wish I could have stopped this. <laughs> um, Sorry, Scott. Look, this was certainly a different movie. Um, <laughs> we probably haven't done many. Well, we haven't done anything like this before. Um, look, overall, the performances were good. Uh, it was an interesting story. Um, the girls were great and, and played their, you know, unhinged craziness really well. Um, as I said, I thought Keanu was good early, but uh, probably not his best performance, and I thought he overacted towards the end. Um, and as I said before, I honestly didn't know what to think when it finished, um, other than I felt bad for the wife and kids. Um, but look, overall, I thought it was a fun movie. I'm going six and a half. Nice. Same as Ghostbusters. Yeah. Jesus yep. Christ, got a year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be kinder this season. Oh, after that zero, I'm just like, no more, no more kindness. Oh my gosh. Um, Glenn. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> zero. I just can't. I, I, I just, I, I, I struggled to get through this. It was. You like really you like stepbrothers like much more than this. Yeah, I did. Wow. I probably should have mentioned that as like a veritable masterpiece comparison. Glenn, don't get flustered. You just let us know your score. Okay, so re rewatching this. Um, I actually still quite enjoyed it. I thought the build-up was a little bit slow uh, rewatching, um, but it's just so chaotic and crazy, and I thought it was quite fun. Um, the acting um, slash characters of the two girls were a bit over the top, but overall a fun ride, and seeing Keanu go full Keanu was highlight. Um, and like I said before, I, I could choose movies that will get high scores, but I think it's more interesting choosing movies that get interesting conversations. Um, but it looks like I've also chosen a movie that where our podcast episode will probably get very few listens. <laughs> um, but anyway, my score is seven and a half. Fair enough. I All should right, bump it so. up to ten to make up for Michael's zero, but I'll, I I'll just stick with, I, stick with what I stick with what I. It's okay. I look, Glenn. You know, it was um, it was a challenging film, but I there was just so much that I didn't enjoy about it. Um, next time I, I'll I pick the lake house. I'll pick the lake house next time. Probably, just, probably would have been better. Um, like, I mean, I remember Sweet November. Like, I enjoyed Sweet November. It should be noted. Like, I just didn't want to watch it again. Like, it was, you know, an interesting film. That's um, we've done Knock Knock and with a score of zero, six and a half, <laughs> and seven and a half. By my math, that gives us a total score of 14, which puts it in the eighth position. Uh, hey, top eight with out it's of in the, the top eight 10. movies, top yeah, it's 10. in the top ten. Out of the eight movies that we've done so far, <laughs> you've got at least three more movies until it gets kicked out of the top ten. Then it's in the top twenty still. Wow, that's right. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so a score of uh, fourteen. It does put us it last in eight position at this stage behind Scott Pilgrim, 
on 19.5, so there's a fair gap there. Scream, the original, is still our number one movie for this season on 28. Mm. Oh, man. (laughs) I'm sorry, Glenn. (laughs) That was brutal. Um, All right, so obviously we'll go on to our socials. Obviously (laughs) we can be found at at Cinematic Leap on Twitter uh, and on Facebook. Just search Cinematic Leap. Uh, we're on all sorts of podcasts, networks, which you'd obviously know if you're listening to this, but Spotify, Audible, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and if we're not somewhere and you need, you prefer it to be on that, let us know and we'll look to see how we can do that. We do ask that you rate the podcast. Um, higher than zero. Because it, higher than a zero, <laughs> please. Um, preferably be, five, because it does help people find us. So don't be like Mike. Do that, uh, that would be wonderful. Not even a point two five, Michael. I couldn't. Yeah. I could like. I mean, I couldn't bring it. Like, you know, I guess if we'd still had ones, it would have been a one. I gave it a one on um, Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb. It's pretty rare for me to actually kind of go to that level where I need to make sure I rate that for other people to know. But um, yeah, I didn't get a. I didn't get. Let me go lower. You've changed, Michael. Gratuitous nudity, nudity used to always be a, a high at least a point. At least a point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're not wrong, but you know, it, it felt dirty, and you know. Again, as part of a kind of a, a weird victimization thing, I do not feel comfortable about it. <laughs> also, um, cinematicleap.com. Mm. Oh, yes, we have got our website up and running now. So, cin- cinematicleap.com. Great work, Glenn, on the uh, website. All right, so without further ado, it's now time for our Michael. Cinematic Leap. All right, so. This is the last movie in our first run of nine. We'll uh, switch up who chooses the leaper and the movie next week. Uh, but Michael, you get to cho- you get to choose the last movie of our run this time, and I get to choose the leaper. Now I'm I'm tossing up between a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, although, yeah. Yeah, I'm tossing up between a couple. Um, and it's between Eli Roth, who is the director, producer, writer of this, who's not, who's not only has got quite a few directing credits, but also some acting credits, which was interesting. Um, and considering that the um, yeah, Michael gave a bit of a pasting earlier in the podcast, I'm also looking at the casting director, uh, Sheila Jaffe. So... What? <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent sure who to go to at this stage. I mean, um, I do like the idea of Eli Roth. He's got some really interesting films like Hostel, and um, he's he's an actor in Inglorious Bastards, uh, The Lost World, Godzilla, Piranha 3D. Mm. Um, Zero. He's a he's a producer for Baywatch. Um, and he also was a I think he wrote Hostel Two, which is not a bad film. Whereas, yeah, Sheila Jaffe has got some pretty good. Um, she's been the casting director for several really good films. So, I think I'm going to go Sheila Jaffe, Michael. Right. Okay. You're going to have to give me a minute. Um, I did not look up Sheila Jaffe. Um, no, that's fine. Because you know, I thought you know what, you might go with a uh, Lorenza Isa, um, or possibly even. Um, Anna um, Armas, and I was hoping for Anna Armas because she's in a film called uh, Confess Fletch, um, which is a film from last year, which would have been hilarious, I think. It's got good ratings and would have been a ripper, but no. No, Sheila, she's um, she's done some pretty pretty good movies in terms of her casting. The Fighter, uh, which is a really good boxing movie, which is an interesting movie. The Italian Job, which is where I'm hoping that we go because that's a great movie. Um, Rambo. Uh, what else? Rocky Balboa, um, uh, Patriots Day, Two Guns. She's got some pretty good, pretty handy credits um, within it. So yeah, I'm hoping that you choose wisely, Michael. <laughs> uh, well, let's have a look. Um, feel free to fill the time while I'm I'm searching. No, no, that's all right. I did. I thought I'd throw yeah a bit of a. Uh, <laughs> um, she's been working for a while. Zero. 
I did give it a zero. Um, right. What are you showing us, Glenn? Oh, it's a thing. Just going to throw it out there, Glenn. I don't think he's going to choose something that you want to pick based off the most recent movie you picked. <laughs> what were you showing, Glenn? I couldn't say it. Oh, just letterboxed, just all <laughs> of them. <laughs> Bedazzled. Uh, bit of Brenda Fraser there. Um, Elizabeth Healy. That was a silly comedy. Um, oh, he's the Italian. The Italian job. The Italian job's a ripping movie and got some really good options to leap from. Oh, that would be mean to do. I'm interested in that one. I've never seen A Million Ways to Die in the West. Oh, my God. You guys are going to love this. Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, is that a million days of die, knowing where to die in the west? Ooh, that's an option too. I haven't seen that. Um, so, early thoughts. Um, the final cut, starring Robin Williams, um, mm-hmm. which is a psychological thriller, um, without a paddle, because you guys, I said, you know, Matt Lilliard was kind of in that. Um, so I can get to go back to that one. Yep. Um, million days of million ways of dying west I haven't seen. It does have some good options to leap from. Um, it's a pretty big cast. Patriots Day with um Mark Wahlberg is quite a touching movie. Oh, uh, I don't know, I haven't seen that. Beirut, yeah. based on a true story too. Patriots Day. Um, apologies, listeners. All right. Um, are you sure you can? Where's the A Million Ways to Die in the West? It's like the top one of the top ones. Um, hmm. oh, I couldn't find it on Letterboxd. Oh, there it is, 2014. Oh, Ooh, and Two Guns. Quality film. Yeah. Always good to get a Denzel movie, let's be honest. You know, I think in the vein of psychological thrillers, and I hate psychological thrillers. I probably should have lived with that. Um, Do Die in the West. I've never seen it. Oh, I haven't seen that either. Do the Italian job. I've seen that. That's all right. You know No. A Million Ways to Die in the West. That's where we're going. Haven't seen it. Um, I've seen clips of it. Looks interesting. Uh... Yeah. Something a bit something light after what we've just gone through. Yeah. My the other I mean, the final cut was like, you know, uh, that was a that was a ripper one with um Robert Williams. I don't know if I can see that on my list. Yeah. Basically, you know, in the near future people get like, you know, brain implants that allows to record all their thoughts and then at your funeral, because that's when it happens, um, you know, the the editor gets um all your memories and does a highlights reel, uh, but it all turns weird when um, he starts, like you know, he's doing the highlights reel for someone who's like you know an absolute monster, um, and yeah, but then like you know, and because you you know to be an editor, you're not meant to have this implant, and eventually he finds out he does have it, so he's seen all this guy's stuff, so they can actually launch conviction against this other guy. Anyway, it's really interesting, um, but no, lean ways to die in the West. All right, so it's on binge for those that are wanting to do it. Oh, I don't have binge. Wanting to watch it. All right, so that's it. We finally picked one, A Million Ways to Die in the West, Michael's Choice. Uh, so thank you all. Thank you for listening and uh, listen to it next, Listen to us next time when we do review A Million Ways to Die in the West. Thanks. Take the Chevy to the living. And like that, he's gone. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. Cinematic Leap.